I love celebrities. I love looking at them and their gorgeous faces. And have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit, Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. Hours. No wonder it is so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists, and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop, and it is FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes, plus it is made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Loam. So whether you're on set or on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. Uh, before we get too deep, I want to take a second and uh, talk about something I said in last week's episode. We were talking uh, to Ann Schultz about pickleball, and I want to formally apologize to Anne and the listeners uh, of the entire Odyssey community for saying that everything that she said about pickleball, I said that that could apply to masturbation. Uh, that is not true. Pickleball is a sport that respectable people play. Masturbation is a totally separate, whatever, kettle of fish. It's a natural thing. They're both natural. They're both great, but they are separate. Uh, so, yeah, just get that out of the way. I'm always learning, always trying to better myself as a as a man and as an American. So uh, <clears throat> with that said, let's get into uh, today's shiz. I am the mountain, I am the sea, I am the eagle flying high, I am the stallion running free. Welcome, welcome everybody, welcome to the do-over with Chris Chapman, I'm your host Chris Chapman, with me as always I got Frankie, my co-host extraordinaire. (laughs) Kisses for the audience. Kisses for the audience. Not for you Chris, don't be greedy. (laughs) And as always we got the man, the myth, the legend, the one they call the professor. What's up dog? Eye contact and a handshake for the audience. That's right. He's not a kisser. Doesn't believe in kissing. He's an he's a old school guy. Uh, watch out. His hands are sweaty. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> it, it, it's not sweat. It's not sweat. It's clamminess. It's clam. It's a different. They're, it's a different ungent. They're uh, moist. With, they're moist with clam. A uh, little bit of housekeeping before we get too deep. Next week. It's going to be a bit of a new look for the pod, only for one week, uh, because me and the professor are going to be heading down to Desert Dogs, our annual brogrimage. That's right. <laughs> Man, all the all the dogs he makes, all they're all like all sick dogs. You know what, I mean? what do you mean? <laughs> like I was, I was never like a. <laughs> you're always like like a twelve year old French bulldog that's about to pass. Ew! Stop. We're not going to be here. We are going to be having our annual, uh, you know, our Mecca is uh, a little desert outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. Yep. And we basically just post up for three days, and it's uh, it's just a lot of guys. We're not praying to Muhammad. We're praying to Def Leppard. 
and some other great bands of the era. Uh, I, I love Death Leopard and I love um, Nirvana and CRR and all of those kind of like dad rock bands. I, I don't know. I'm weird. I know I'm a girl, but I love that stuff. Most ladies don't like that. I, gotta <laughs> I know. Say, they like uh, Ariana Grande. I, but you like CCR. I love that. Yeah. But they're going to be there. White Snake's going to be there. Big moon, keep on turning, <laughs> rising up now over the lake. <laughs> But it's crazy because it's like no matter how many times I asked to come to Desert Dogs, you guys were like, mm. finally, after I think I asked maybe 11 or 12 times, you were like, why don't you stay back and host yes. my own episode, because which is we, awesome. Well, just to be clear, yes, it is only men, but women are allowed. They just don't want to go. And I was up front with you. I said, right. you would be the only woman with, with around 10,000 men. But the point is, we'll be there. You, my dear, will be here in the studio, riding solo. Solo host. Solo host of the Chris Chapman uh, do-over. I don't know if I'm more excited or more proud of you doing that show by Chris, yourself. that means a lot to me. So I'm super excited. So um, tune in next week to my episode. I'm going to be singing all my own music, doing all my own theme songs and stuff. So um, it's going to rock. And I'm going to have a girlfriend on. And it's going to be just us in our jammies. It's going to be a great show. And uh, we, we will be out of sight, out of mind, probably on some kind of experimental LSD while we're... I don't know. While we're dogging. While we're dogging. Raw dogging in the des. Yep. Find out if you got that dog in your desert dogs. It's like a pug that's like, as it's dying. Anyways, uh, that is next week. But this week we are talking about something that is starting to become more and more prevalent, which is uh, social media. Mm-hmm. Kind of seems like now people are starting to really be like, well, what, what is this? What is social media? My kind of take these days is that social media is a bad thing. For instance, I wake up this morning and a lot of different people have been texting me uh, a meme. A meme of me, actually. And as you guys know, we got three cameras in the studio. We're always recording audio, video, everything, heat. So someone was watching a clip of our show and they like freeze-framed at a moment where I had my finger in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And so I, this has been memefied. I saw one where you're labeled Tonsilla. Like God, they made you look like Godzilla, but it's like Tonsilla, at T-O-N-S-I-L-L-A. Like my, like, like my ton- I'm touching my tonsil. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just like, and it's just like my finger is in my mouth. Like one person was like, it's me as Dr. Evil. One million dollars. Right. That's I, that one I didn't mind, but. They're fucking everywhere right now. One of them just said, this guy sucks. That's it not... didn't even make a pun about the... Oh, but it is kind of a pun because you were sucking on your finger, it looked like. So it's okay, kind of Okay, well, fuck him. Like, I but mean, that's like a Gen Z thing. They do those like deep fried memes that are supposed to be sort of inscrutable. I don't like any of it. I don't like any of what they were saying. And the point is, is that I got I got memed up this morning and I'm, I'm not vibing with it. I'm really kind of like, I'm not really feeling it. It's really actually aggravating the hell out of me, social media. But Frankie, what's your take on social media? Talk to me. Well, I kind of have a scolding hot take that's in the other direction um, that is just kind of like, uh, you know, some people think it's bad or it's unrealistic or it's like, you know, with all the filters and stuff. But I think it's an awesome opportunity for me to be my authentic self. And so I love putting my personality out there and putting pics out there. And I only use Facetune for literally my waist and the tip of my nose and that's it. Or if like if I had a pimple that day and I don't have a pimple on other days, I'll get rid of it because it would be actually more accurate to show that I didn't have it because they'd be like, does she have acne and I don't so that'd be confusing Mm -hmm. or if I turn to the side of my arm is kind of squished against my body in a way that's not actually how I look I would use that to make that smaller or change tan or whatever and so I love just presenting 
me. Just yeah, me. And I'm looking at it right now, and like you, most of your posts are like a lot of them are definitely like swimsuity. Yeah. Sometimes says, I do undies on the top, swimsuit on the bottom, or vice versa. The, you know how they say like business in the front, party in the back? It's kind of like pool on the top, sleeping on the bottom. Yeah. But it's not just that. You also like try to get messages out. Like you have one right here, you're kind of lying in bed in your undies, and it just says, never forget 9 11. Of course. That like is that's like the that's... undies is American flag. Yeah, no, I see. It. And it's... the top was the Twin Towers. See, I couldn't find you. I tried your name and he told me your username and I it wouldn't come up. Oh, um yeah. I don't know why. That must be like a glitch on Instagram. No, it might be a settings issue. Ha- it's probably settings issue. I'll clear or... my cash out and stuff. I mean, maybe I'll look at it from one of my other accounts. I've had to make a few over the years. Yeah. Can yeah, you write down like all the names of the different accounts that you have and send them to me? Sure. Okay. I mean, there's there's Kerry Russell, foot fan. So you're 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 digging it. You think it's a good way to get your kind of POV out there, Prof? Where are you at with this social media stuff? There's a lot of pros, you know, yep. staying connected with um, you know people you've met, your yep. old friends and things, uh, and as a public figure, you know your fan base uh, certainly. But True. that comes with a lot of cons uh, too. You know, I, I I like I like talking to people who are fans of the show, but. Yeah. I get ribbed. I get razzed. You know, I have people showing up in the comments. You're like, you know, shut up. Shut the fuck up. We hate your voice. We hate you. Go away. And I get a heat from that. But then what's funny is that they double down. It's like, I'll block them. No problem. Blocked. Uh, but then they make other accounts and they, they pretend to be people. You know, they yeah. pretend to be other fans of the show. I interact with them. I send them a little money, whatever it is. And then they're like, haha. That's why blocking does not work. Did you yeah. say you send money? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, if it's a big fan of the show and they're having car problems or I mean, not all the time. It has happened maybe seven or eight times. And is it specifically car trouble? It's almost always car trouble, yeah, because they, they, they say we they say I've got a $200 bill from Meineke. And that's kind of the joke. It's like, you uh, fell for the fucking yeah. Meineke trick again, you yeah. fucking loser. And I'm like, I did. So it looks like doing a little vote tally here. Frankie is a big yes. You're leaning no. On balance, no. It's cost me seven or $8,000. When it comes to travel, every family has a happy place. My happy place is in Sardinia, where an ex-lover of mine runs a feta factory. But wherever your happy place is, Priceline wants to get you and your family there more often. And thanks to Priceline's family-friendly options, you can save 60% on family-friendly hotels. You can sort by room type, have amenities like pools, and get access to deals you can't find anywhere else. And with Priceline, you never have to miss a trip. Whenever I'm planning a vacation, which usually means weeks away from work and people I know, I always trust Priceline to help me book. It's simple, reliable, and saves me some cash that can be better spent on something fun. Fun is so important. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% on family-friendly hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech.
Uh, so we have someone who is a social media sociologist, and uh, she's sitting here, she's watching us, and uh, I want to hear her take on this. So please welcome to the Chris Chapman do-over, Sharon. Hi. Sharon, how oh, are you? Gee, I'm so glad to be here. Um, so we, we, you're sitting here, you're listening to us talk. Tell me why. Why are people more and more going online and joining social media apps, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or any of them. <laughs> well, I don't think anyone's like joining Facebook these days. <laughs> true. So true. Okay. Um, let, let me just say, this guy is old as bones. <laughs> Not I mean, that both old. Of them are, both of them are. <laughs> he didn't um, even say TikTok. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't say TikTok because I don't want to be directly working for the Chinese government, yes. but a guy logged on for t- to TikTok, a normal guy, and he ended up in Shanggu province, hooked up to a milking machine on his dick. Like, it is a real video. They are trafficking older men and sending them to these, like, bizarre Middle-aged farms. men are it's getting so sent scary. to these sort of hospital-style blue-light sex dungeons where they're just having machines extracting their essence. I've had literal nightmares about this. So that aside, why why should people sign up for social media. Oh, sure. I mean, I think most people are signed up uh, again, but I would say, like, social media can be so powerful. Like, people are finding communities. They're finding their power. You look Mm. at something like the hashtag MeToo movement. Mm. All of those women thought they were alone in those experiences. And then people literally said, me too. Those are, like, the two most powerful words you could ever, like, tweet or hashtag or put under a photo. Like, you're not alone. So people are finding communities in this, like, really beautiful, powerful way. Mm, mm, mm. But I, I guess my question is, what if they get together and instead of using their energy for good, they're just, like, online in their little community. They're like, let's make a meme that's really hurtful. Oh, like I saw one today where it was like your face, but like a little baby body. And and they just called you like little baby Chris, like stuff like that. It's like so yeah. fun. The and one like, with the, his little finger in his mouth. Yeah, yeah but that's They're ridiculous because like, so it wasn't his thumb. It, it was, wasn't his it thumb. Wasn't my thumb. Was, there was a bunch saying like Chris Chapman, the only orifice he's ever fingered. Like underneath. <laughs> yeah. So I, mean, I think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, well, it's funny. It's also really mean spirited. Um, You could also look at it as like. Social media now is like the town square, you know, and like any society has to have rules and way of enforcing those rules. Right. So if the people of the Internet, the people in the town square have decided that you have acted outside of the box that people in this society are supposed to act in, they have to slap you down. And they're not doing it with violence. They're doing it with dank memes. Isn't that better? But my point is, if you're all in your own little you know, tiny little basements, your parents' basement, and you're, you're, you know, you just took your crusty blanket off and you're another day of fucking nothing to do, just no contribution to society. And you're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to make a meme of someone that I've never met, that I've never shared a meal with. And it's going to be really fucked up and mean. And I'm going to send this to a bunch of other people who might in a room be nice, but in their own isolated little fucking pig pens are little dicks. 
Like, don't you feel like that's what the internet is a lot of times? Just a bunch of little piglets? I would like, I would challenge that because just like you don't want those people to judge you and make a meme, like you just invoked a really ugly stereotype about people on the internet. Like a lot of people on the internet are like cool. A lot of people are hot. A lot of people like make money from being on the internet, which means a lot of people like them. So that like describing everyone as being in a basement, like my parents don't even have a basement. I'm from Los Angeles. Listen, I think I can sum this up. So like when cool people get together in cool groups to communicate, it's so cool. But when uncool people are doing uncool things, saying uncool things, talking in an uncool way, it's not cool to me. It's uncool. Yes, exactly. Yeah, let me, I'm going to push you a little bit. Let me, let, let me ask you this. Okay. Let me ask you this. <laughs> I grew up in the 80s. We didn't have the internet. You know, there was a couple people who knew what it was, but they were the biggest fucking losers around. So I didn't really know those guys. And I, you know what I did fill in my days? You know how I filled my days? I played sports. I talked to my friends. I built shit. Kids today, they, they don't know what it was like back then. You they know, don't know. All your friends would get together. You'd go ride your bikes. You'd play baseball at the, the Sandlot. You'd go to the arcade and play Tron. We were karate kids, you know? We were dirty we were dancing. Karate. We were, you'd would... get pizza delivered to your house. You know, you'd all have yeah. a pizza. You a your mom s- would get it for you. And then Your you'd... mom's going through a divorce, but your little sister's adorable. I feel like you guys are, like, describing the movie E.T. <laughs> well, no, but I, I don't want to, like, blanket statement anything here, but I do think people born... Before 1980, are are just the best. But you guys are forgetting that in like 1980, there wasn't a lot of things that were available to us: technology, medicine, transportation. Like, but I guess my point is, don't you think it's bad for kids to be online? So I'm gonna like shock everyone. I do agree with you on one point, and one point only. I think people born before 1980 are mostly all very racist, but. I do agree with you that I think social media can be harmful for children and teenagers. And I I wouldn't pass, like, a law, but I would, like, if I was a parent, which I am not and never will be, I would, like, closely monitor, you know? Can I just say, when I was a child, social media was so important because the girls in my middle school, like, it was really contentious and competitive. And we all bonded over kind of creating a dating profile for a woman um, that our principal fell in love with because he had just lost his wife and he was on a dating app. And we had kind of all piled together to make this character named Gina, who was a single mom. And she was like, oh, our daughters are the same age. We could like we were saying stuff like that to him. And for our senior prank, we kind of like came out and we were like, surprise, it was us all along. And, and the way like that was a hilarious bonding time for for us and without social media, like we wouldn't have had that opportunity. I don't know, man. That sounds a little rough. And again, we love pranks. That's one of the worst things I've ever heard that somebody could do. It's not fair to middle-aged men that when they go online to a website or an app looking for love, looking for a companion to spend their lives with, that the person behind the avatar is a collection of laughing teenage girls um, or foreign agents or some combination of all of them Mm. where you meet someone online and actually you do the paperwork to get married and you never meet them and then they divorce you from Mm. the Philippines and then you actually have to pay alimony to a bank account in the Philippines for someone that you never met. First of all, slay. Like, that's like, I mean, that's a queen right there. Like, I'm sorry. I know it's like upsetting for you, but like a queen who's collecting alimony from the Philippines, like, It's tough though, man. This guy's in Manila half the year just dropping off checks. Like, we had a separate prank podcast. Yeah, I just don't like, I don't approve of pranks of the heart. Yeah, look, I told you before, we love pranks, but not pranks of the heart.
okay, I think we might, you might want to cue something up because I'm going to make a statement right now. The internet should be shut down permanently. Change my mind. Change his mind. Change his mind. Change his mind. Change his mind is something I typically say. Yeah. Change my mind. Here we go. Um. Okay. If the internet was shut down permanently, like how would you get a pizza to your house? I would do it like I did in 1984. Just calling Rafanos down the road. Hello, Rafanos. How are you, brother? Give me a. Uh, go ahead. Give me a large. Give me a large pep. Garlic bread, some wings. Thank you for calling. Not to go through the app and take a forty percent. Okay, just chiming in for on accent alert. That's I can't it, do my accent. No, you could do it. He's just in it. No, sign. Italian is like it's a Mia Mario. I don't know what that was. Well, good thing I got my order in. <laughs> Boom! And about forty-five minutes from now, I'm dipping my pizza into my wing sauce. I'm doing the whole thing. Um. And okay, next question. Like, yep. I have learned so much from the internet. I've learned like how to do makeup. I've learned like how to put an outfit together, mm-hmm. an outfit of the day. Like, I've made so many friends. Like, how would I do those things without the internet? The public library system. Sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry. You want me to go to the public library yes. to learn how to do makeup? Go to the okay, here's, change Chris's mind, not change weird grandpa's mind. But well, here's my trump card. Okay? okay, so what are the odds? I am obviously, as you can hear from my voice, a strong black woman. What are the odds that I go to the great courses and there is one of those courses have been made by another black woman with the exact same yellow undertone as mine? Impossible. Impossible. However... When I go to TikTok, I can find 15 of those bitches within three minutes. I mean, the thing is this. It's just like, I, literally last night, I was soaking in a bunch of salt, and I watched a video on YouTube called Social Madia, and it was about a guy who was driven mad because he basically, he was a normal young man, and he was on social media so much that he murdered his entire family during Thanksgiving dinner. He hacked them all to pieces. And they show you the video. The video is about four or five hours. They talk about all the people knew him and said he was always just online. Then one day, grabs an electric knife, slices his grandfather's throat. And so I think that that pretty much proves that, like, social media is a disaster and we need to get rid of it as a society. I mean, yeah, I think... Social media can be dangerous in that way. A lot of people become Nazis off of watching YouTube, like a surprising number of people. But also, like, FYI, you wouldn't have heard that super interesting news story unless you were looking at YouTube. Right, but YouTube is not social media. I mean, it's the internet. It is a social media in the sense that people can comment, that people make videos about other people's videos. Like, one time this guy made a 45-minute video about one of my tweets, and, like, I think he thought he was being mean to me, but I was like, I have touched that man's life. I wrote that tweet on the toilet, and he spent 45 minutes of his day talking about it. Remember, the the issue that we're discussing is, do we shut down the entire internet, not just social media? Okay, well, in that case, okay, all right. I did not think that YouTube was part of the internet. I didn't consider that social media. So is Pornhub. 
Well, in that case, that just absolutely shuts it down right now. It's never happened before. <laughs> you have officially changed my mind. Wow. <laughs> this is the first he time. Had he had his mind. I've never gotten to say it, and no, we've been doing this a long time. I've never. He changed his mind. It sounds so weird. Because the thing is, I would rather I would rather die than not be able to watch YouTube clips. What's happening? I mean, what is going on with me? I'm getting my mind changed by this lady. This lady's hosting the show next week. What's going on? Oh, Chris, I just want to say it's really cool to hear you be vulnerable about your love of like Pornhub and YouTube and stuff. And I just I think it's it's really cool to see that side of you. I mean, if I am a random woman and I'm jogging past a car and this is playing in the car, I'm stopping and I'm saying. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to find out and listen to the next yep. episode, it feels yep. like. Uh, Sharon, I cannot thank you enough. Out of every guest we've ever had that's coming here and talk shit to me, uh, you are the most successful because I now uh, uh, agree with you, which is feels so weird and good to say. But uh, we cannot thank you enough thank for positivity coming. Positivity wins again. A slay for me. <laughs> hey, real quick. Slay queen. I'm going to turn you into me. Uh, So uh, real quick, uh, since I will not be here next week to record, I heard myself earlier say Slay Queen. And I just, I don't know. I have a feeling that's going to get me in some sort of trouble. So I apologize for using that term. Uh, Probably not words that's meant for me to say. Even though Sharon didn't seem to mind it. Yeah, maybe she should have. (laughs) And that's on her. This improvised episode of the Chris Chapman Do-Over is a presentation of Odyssey and Paper Kite Podcasts. It's produced by Best Case Studios. The cast includes Ike Barinholtz, Neil Casey, Lisa Gilroy, and Ashley Nicole Black. Like, the body positivity movement, you know, is so powerful online. And I'm I'm pretty body neutral. People are pretty neutral online. That's surprising, because you have such a cute little dad bod. Why wouldn't you want to hashtag dad bod it? I can't be a father. (laughs) (laughs) For Paper Kite Productions, Amy Poehler and Liz Kikowski are writers and executive producers. Alice Stanley Jr. is a writer-producer. For Best Case Studios, Adam Pincus is executive producer. Suzanne Myers, supervising producer. Hannah Leibowitz-Lockhart and Isabel Evans, producers. Odyssey executive producers are Jenna Weiss-Berman and Leah Reese-Dennis. Special thanks to the team at Odyssey, Yenikin Biernink, Melissa Wester, Kurt Courtney, and Hilary Schuff. And for Paper Kite, Sam Green. Theme song composed and performed by Ben Lapidus. This episode was edited and mixed by Max Michael Miller. We recorded at Studio Awesome in L.A. and The Cutting Room in New York. Follow and listen to the Chris Chapman do-over now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.